everyone. Welcome to Practicology, where we are bridging the gap between the world of the Bible and the world you live in. I'm Matthew Kane, and with me is the co-host of the Practicology podcast, Mike Knox. How are you doing today, Mike? I'm doing very well, Matthew. The snow is coming down fast and furious here, and we're hoping it'll turn into a blizzard. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. We've got no snow, but uh, we're rejoicing in that nonetheless. Uh, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about what our plan is with the Practicology podcast? Sure thing. Maybe some of our listeners are wondering what this podcast is all about. Is it about theology or practical Christian living? Well, the answer is it's both. It's practicology. Sometimes the word theology can be a bit of a turnoff, especially systematic theology. But in this podcast, we try to bridge the gap between the world of the Bible and the world you live in. We want to talk about practical theology, where we take the scripture off the shelf and put it down next to your kitchen sink because the Bible belongs not just with commentaries, but also beside a stack of dirty dishes. So in that light, we want to cover some things like how to stick with your local church through times of discouragement, how to pass our faith on to our children, and how to integrate our faith with our work. Yeah, and we'd love y'all to tell others about it. Subscribe to the podcast so you get automatic notifications of when a new episode is ready as we try to bring biblical theology into your practical living. Yeah, and today's podcast is a good example of uh, what we mean by practical theology. Sometimes maybe we've heard teaching on the titles of God, the God of all comfort, the God of peace, and so on, and it sounds nice, and it's a rich study to be sure. Today we want to talk about the God of endurance, but maybe that title doesn't necessarily have an appealing ring to it. Yeah, sometimes these things can sound a little bit uh, stuffy or boring initially, but hey, this is a study of God's character and his grace that we will see is also rich and rewarding and practical, and in our current circumstances, I think it's really relevant and needful too. We're getting this title, The God of Endurance, from the Bible, Romans 15, verses 5 and 6, and I'll just read those verses for us now. May the God Thank of you and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, and the context of that scripture with its reference to living in harmony with one another and coming on the heels of Romans 14 about not judging one another and dealing with fellow believers who have different opinions, obviously that has an immediate application to enduring amidst conflict and disagreement in the local church. And I would say that word is never out of season. And you're going to take us there specifically in a soon coming future episode, aren't you, Mike? Yes, I plan to, yeah. Awesome. Thank you. We're looking forward to that. But we're going to start off at a broader level, thinking about our need for endurance in our Christian life and how the God of endurance provides so graciously and generously for us. The verse preceding where Mike read to us, Romans 15 verse 4, says, For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Then it says, may the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another. Now, if you're a King James Version or a New King James Version reader, you will read Romans 15 as the God of patience. So here's a helpful guideline. I find this helpful to remember. As a general rule, the New Testament word that the King James commonly translates as long-suffering relates to being patient with people. 
as in God is long-suffering or patient, not willing that any should perish, 2 Peter 3, 9. Whereas the word commonly translated patience in the KJV is about enduring difficult circumstances. And life gives us plenty of difficult circumstances to endure. Most of us, to varying degrees, are living in the midst of them right now. But God calls us and enables us to practice endurance. Brothers and sisters, to endure is to keep the faith. It's to remain loyal to the Lord. It's to not swerve from the pathway of faith. It is to persevere in our walk with Christ. It is to keep going. It is to keep on keeping on. And the fact that we need this exhortation and that we need the God of endurance is a testimony to the fact that we are weak and uh, life is hard. And amidst the conflicting viewpoints and tensions that result from that and amidst all the anxieties or frustrations about how our world has changed and amidst the sufferings and pressures of life, sometimes we're tempted to check out for a little while to check out of the habits of grace that mold our relationship with the Lord, to check out of the extra effort that is required at times to be in real and practical fellowship with the local church, to throw in the towel on the life of devotion and service, or to take a more biblical expression, sometimes we're tempted to lay down our cross. We say, it's too much, Lord. I've had enough. I can't do it anymore. It's too hard. I don't want to do it anymore. That's so true, Matthew. It really does feel like we hit a breaking point at some times and feels like it's too hard to keep going. So many have been there, Matthew. I, I know I've felt like I've gotten close there this past year. How can you help us more? Yeah, I hear you. They, I mean, you're not alone in it. Nobody's alone in that. And uh, hey, I'm not, I'm not here to tell you today that you need to endure because God is the God of endurance. What I'm saying, brothers and sisters, is that because our God is the God of endurance, we can endure. Because the God of endurance will supply us with the grace that we need to keep on going in our walk with the Lord. You know, the, the continent of Antarctica has really intrigued me ever since I watched a documentary about it while on a plane several years ago. And last year, I read a book about a doctor who wintered over in Antarctica, faced some major health issues there. And now I have just started reading the book Endurance. The book is about Ernest Shackleton and his team's incredible voyage to Antarctica in 1914-1915. All the more amazing once their ship, which was named the Endurance, was crushed and destroyed by pack ice when they were just one day's sail away from their desired destination. They were over 550 kilometers away from a small island where they might find food and shelter. They were about 2,000 kilometers away from the nearest outpost of humanity. It had been a year since they'd last been in contact with civilization. Nobody else in the world really knew where they were, and no one knew they were in trouble sitting on ice floes off the coast of Antarctica. And near the end of chapter one, Alfred Lansing writes, if they were to get out of that situation, if they were to get out, they had to get themselves out. If they were to get out, they had to get themselves out. Now that story is a phenomenal tale about human endurance, but that is not the essence of what we are communicating today. Scripture is not saying, if you are going to keep on going, you need to do it yourself. Scripture is not saying you need to endure to be a good testimony for the Lord. Scripture is saying here that you can endure because your God is the God of endurance. Now, this is where we're going to do a little bit of theology. 
Biology is the study of bios, that is life. Psychology is the study of the psyche, the mind. Theology is, in essence, the study of theos, that is God. And one reason knowing the nature and character of God is a great help to us is because it teaches us how God relates to us and works for us. When scripture says God is the God of endurance, it is telling us he is the source of Christian endurance. The ability to daily take up your cross, the ability to keep going in Christian devotion and to persevere in obedience, that comes from God. And he's eager to provide that for us because that is his nature. That's just who he is. He is the God of endurance. So on those days when you were really planning on displaying the fruit of the Spirit to your children. They're pressing every one of your buttons, and you wonder if bringing them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord exists only in some unattainable fantasy world. Take a minute apart and call to mind that your God is the God of endurance, and He can sustain you. When you're trying to reach out with the gospel, but you feel like you're alone in that struggle and you wonder if you're making any difference and if there's any point in continuing to spread that glorious, life-altering, destiny-changing message of grace, then call to mind that your God is the God of endurance and he can give you strength to persevere. When you're lonely and no one from the local church has reached out to you in over a week, and you start to think that uh, they likely wouldn't even notice if you stopped coming for a month, and you're considering dropping out of the marathon of corporate Christian testimony that the Lord Jesus calls us to, that is when you need to do some theology and call to mind that your God is the God of endurance and he can enable you to keep gathering with the saints. You sound like you're trying to use that phrase, call to mind, in a really intentional way, Matthew. Yeah, you're right. I am. And let me tell you why. My personal Old Testament reading recently was in Lamentations. Not a real popular book. Lament is not a real popular concept. But the prophet Jeremiah, who wrote it, whom I really appreciate, he expresses some deep anguish of heart in that book. But he also gives us some valuable insight into the struggle to endure and the pathway of faith amidst tough times. In his case, brutally, awfully, uh, immensely tough times and the destruction of his city, Jerusalem, and the death or exile of his people. But uh, what I'm doing now, though, is I'm, I'm following the lead from Romans 15, right? Paul wrote there that the, the Old Testament was written for us so that through endurance and encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. The scriptures and their stories of real life people just like us and the struggles they endured and the way they endured in faith is a key way that God of endurance ministers to us today. So listen to these words of Lamentations 3 that have been a help to me of late. I have forgotten what happiness is. So I say my endurance has perished. So has my hope from the Lord. All right, I find that really interesting. His endurance, in other words, his strength to endure has perished, and so has his hope. We saw hope and endurance intertwined back in Romans 15 as well, but now listen to how the lament continues and takes an upward turn. I say my endurance has perished, so has my hope from the Lord, but this I call to mind. That's where I was getting that phrase from. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. 
They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. This is good for me to read. I'm preaching to myself right now. Did you hear how that turned around? How Jeremiah's hope was rekindled. He called to mind the character of God. He did theology and he put it into practice. He purposely chose to think about the nature of God and how God relates to us. God keeps on showing us mercy. He's there waiting for us again every morning when we wake up and he's always faithful. Brothers and sisters, this has been a real help to me. You know, sometimes you lay your head on a pillow at night and you are exhausted and you're worried and frustrated and fearful and discouraged, or at least I am sometimes. And in those times, what I try to do is theology. Not the kind that uselessly questions how many angels can stand on the head of a pin, but the kind that is very practical. I call to mind that the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases, that his mercies never come to an end. Great is his faithfulness. The Lord is faithful, friend. He is the God of endurance, and he never runs out. He sustains our faith, and he is worth enduring for. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. Hey, let's be honest. The Lord never told us that living for him and trying to help others live for him was going to be easy. But there can still be joy, abundant joy. I'm thinking of Colossians 1. May you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. When we hear the word endurance, we might naturally think of a drudgery, a burdensome duty. But with grace from the God of endurance, we can not only persevere, but do so with joy. Think of these words in Romans 5. We rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So we rejoice. Having known and experienced the love of God through Christ in the gospel, our perspective on the virtue of endurance and the ability to find joy in that endurance, that's strengthened, beloved. Yeah, you've talked about the God of endurance, Matthew. And can you help us further by pointing us to the Lord Jesus's endurance while he was on earth? Hey, thanks, Mike, because uh, of course the Savior is the model man of faith. Of course, he exemplifies this. So let's wrap up this first episode by looking unto Jesus, the founder of and perfecter of our faith. I'm referencing Hebrews 12 with those words, which starts with, uh, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. The great cloud of witnesses are all those examples of faith in Hebrews 11, Abel and Abraham and Sarah and Moses and others. And to that list, you can add the names of others you've read about throughout Christian history, William Carey, Amy Carmichael, Gladys Aylward. But notice what they're called in Hebrews 12. They are witnesses. They are witnesses to the fact that the just shall live by faith. They are witnesses to the faithfulness of God who sustained them. They endured by seeing him who is invisible. And the invisible one they saw, brothers and sisters, was the God of endurance. And therefore they endured. And with that background, Hebrews 12 reaches the mountaintop with these words. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder of and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him 
endured the cross. He endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. Notice again the practical consequences of contemplating the Lord. This is the, the practical outworking of good theology. We consider him who endured so that we may not grow weary or faint-hearted. In other words, so that we might endure. Here's the point. We want to endure and persevere in our walk of faith, and we can endure and persevere in our walk of faith because Jesus endured for us. It's not only that he walked the path, the path ahead of us, but he's walked that path for us because his path was the cross where he made purifications for purification for all of our sins, our failures, our weaknesses. Today is not the day to check out of our Christian walk, and neither is tomorrow, and neither is the day after that. No, brothers and sisters, it is the time to look to him who endured, knowing that he's seated in glory, which he is going to share with us one day. We look to the God of endurance, knowing that the scriptures prove to us time and time again, he keeps his promises. He is worth worshiping and serving and obeying. We cry out for mercy and grace to persevere with joy, and we find it because that's the God that we have. He is the God of endurance. Amen, Matthew. Excellent reminder from the scriptures. We don't get ourselves out. We trust in God to get us through. We look ahead to the hope before us. We look back to the ones who finished the journey already. And most of all, we look up, up to Jesus, who yeah. endured the cross for yeah. the joy Amen. of having us. Matthew, I can't think of a better way to close this first episode than just to pray a prayer for anyone listening. And so let me do that now. May the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the steadfastness of Christ. Amen. Amen. And this uh, text, Matthew, that you've chosen in Romans 15, the endurance it's speaking about specifically includes just getting on in our lives with one another in the church. And so yeah. in the next episode, we're going to cover that more specifically and maybe give some personal help for my own life of, of how the Lord has helped me to endure hard times in the local church. To be clear, you're going to cover it in the next episode. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Looking forward to that next podcast that Mike is going to host. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in today. Hope you will join us for episode two of the Practicology podcast, which will be available in a few days' time. Have a great day, everyone. Have a great day, everyone.